my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Welcome back to another episode of The Mark Moss Show, where we talk about the decentralized revolution that is changing the world as we know it right before our very eyes. Of course, if you know what you're looking at. And we do this by looking at through the lens of three converging things, politics, finance, and technology. And of course, it's all being headed up, the catalyst being Bitcoin. That's right, the decentralized technology. As we talk about that, now I try to bring to you some education so you can understand exactly what's going on in the marketplace today. Try to bring to you the latest breaking news so you can stay up, up to date on everything. I want to make sure you're prepared for all those conversations you're going to have at those weekend cocktail parties, of course, so you look like you're really smart. Don't worry, I got your back. And then, of course, I bring to you some uh, interesting guests. You don't have to listen to me talk all the time. And right now, we are looking at some of the biggest pieces of news that came out over the week so you can stay up to date with what's going on. And so, oh man, there is, there, is, there is no end to the amount of changes, the amount of news that's coming out, the amount of directions that we could go by this. But of course, uh, it all starts with the money. And if we start with the money, it starts with the central banks, as those are the central planners that plan how much money we have in the system. Of course, more money we have, the better things are. The less money we have, the worse things are. Uh, imagine that, right? Not a, 
not hard to imagine that. And of course, the central planners, the central bank of the United States, the Federal Reserve, um, headed up by Jerome Powell, has been under fire lately. He has been testifying before Congress this week. They want to know what the heck he's doing to, one, combat inflation, because uh, inflation is just way too high, apparently. They have a target goal of 2% inflation, meaning they only want to steal 2% of your wealth per year. Uh, but they are way over that. They couldn't get over that, and now they've gone way too far, and they're up at about 86 pushing almost 9%. Of course, that's their manipulated number. Real number is probably about 17 But while the Federal Reserve is trying to bring this under control, they are destroying everything else. And so, you know... The saying is, when all you have is a hammer, the whole world looks like a nail. And when you're a central bank and all you have is money, then the only tool you can do to stimulate and slow markets down is money. That's that's what they got. And so they can uh, manipulate the markets through pulling out the money. The problem is, that's not a fine to, It's not a finely tuned instrument. It's not a scalpel. It's like trying to perform surgery with a chainsaw. Right? You, you just, you're just going to take out big chunks, and it just kind of is what it is. And so while the Fed is trying to tame inflation, and again, all they have is money, they have to pull the punch bowl back. Now, they can't do it in little strides because they so overreacted trying to get the inflation. Now, the inflation is so high, they have to do massive, drastic actions to get the inflation back down, which is, of course, they're doing, and they're destroying everything in its wake. So what do I mean, what do I mean by that? Well, if you haven't been paying attention, it's kind of a complete bloodbath out there in the markets right now. We have mortgage rates in the real estate market have gone up more than a hundred percent in like the last six months. More than a hundred, more than, they've doubled interest rates doubled. That's insane. In in uh, six months, I don't know if we've ever seen that much uh, that fast. Um, so um, that's a that's a that's what's called a leading indicator. When interest rates go up, guess what happens? Mortgage applications go down. Not as many people apply for mortgages. When you don't have as many mortgage applications, guess what happens? Less homes get sold. When you have less homes being sold or less buyers of homes, guess what happens? Prices come down, right? So it's a leading indicator that tells us what will happen. Um, And so... That's what you got to look forward to. What else? Well, we got uh, the markets. We have the NASDAQ, which is the index that tracks most of the stock positions, the the growth, the tech positions, is down massively. As a matter of fact, about over, over half of the positions are down by more than half. A lot of the big darlings are down 60, 70, 80%, including Shopify, uh, including Facebook. Facebook's getting smashed, um, and so many others are getting smashed. Um, tech stocks, even the S&P 500 is barely hanging on by a thread. Of course, Facebook is in the S&P 500. It's mostly being propped up by Apple that is dealing with its own problems. And most likely we'll see the S&P 500 get smashed down. I wouldn't be surprised to see that drop. I think we're down about 25% from their high right now. Maybe we see that get to 35, 40% off of its high, which is massive. 20, uh, 20% is a bear market, so we're, we're below that. And of course, that brings me all the way around to where I'm trying to get to, which is the cryptocurrency markets. And of course, the cryptocurrency markets have been completely smashed as well. Bitcoin is off about 70% from its previous all-time high. So uh, worse than some stocks, better than a lot of well-known tech stocks. Um, but either way, it's still down by quite, quite a lot. And of course, the cryptocurrency market overall is down even more with many positions down 80, 90%, even plus. And so um, 
a lot of people are losing a lot of money there, at least on paper, right? So one of the things that the Fed's trying to do is they're trying to alter what they call the wealth effect. When your stocks or your home loses value, even though you're not selling it, you just feel less wealthy. And so, um, you know, you made the wealth on paper, you lost the wealth on paper, but did you really make or lose anything? But of course, um, as these cryptocurrency positions are losing massive amounts of value, you have to look into why. Why are they losing value? Well, it's kind of the same thing that's happening across all of the markets, and it's typically uh, brought on by something called leverage. That means I've used leverage to help me grow. Typically, that's done through loans. So I've used loans. I've used debt to help me grow faster. The problem is as things start going the opposite direction, that leverage helps you lose money faster as well. And so that's exactly what's been happening in the cryptocurrency space. But it's also been brought on by quite a bit of, um, well, a massive amount of mismanagement. And I'm guessing at least for sure some, if not quite a bit, um, fraud on top of that. And so, um, of course, when that happens, uh, you know, you and I, we, we certainly can't deal with any risk. I mean, uh, imagine if we had risk in our lives. So we need the government to step in and protect us, right? Um, hopefully the government can protect us from any risk. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. Chairman uh, Jay Powell from the Federal Reserve says that they are tracking crypto market volatility very closely. What does that mean? They're tracking it very closely. Now, as I just said, uh, many of the Wall Street darling tech stocks, Shopify, Peloton, um, Square, um, I can't even think of all of them off the top of my head, but they're down way more than Bitcoin and as much as most of the cryptocurrency space. So is Jerome Powell also eyeing that? <laughs> is he also eyeing the volatility in the stock market? Because uh, he probably should if he, if he isn't. But it says here that Jerome Powell, chairman of the Federal Reserve, told a Senate committee Wednesday that officials at the U.S. Central Bank are watching the crypto market closely amid a period of heightened volatility. So of course it's volatile. He just pulled the punch bowl away. All the markets are crashing, including crypto, including tech stocks, and uh, soon to be real estate as well. So, um, of course, there's heightened volatility. You caused it. Thanks so much. It reminds me of that uh, Biden sticker on the gas pumps. I caused that. Um, it says that uh, the impact of recent crypto market volatility on the Fed's operations, including any macroeconomic implications, the Fed is watching very carefully, but added that the U.S. Central Bank is, quote, not really seeing significant macroeconomic implications so far. So um, he says, yeah, we're watching it. We're paying attention. But look, we don't expect this to, like, be a big problem, right? Like, we have, uh, you know, we're seeing the entire, you know, NASDAQ exchange losing, I think, total wealth lost in the globe is like $23 trillion. And the crypto market makes up, uh, like, one so they don't see that as being a big risk. Um, he says that uh, we're not uh, we're not seeing massive implications for it to be spreading over, but we're definitely keeping an eye on it, as they should. The question is, when will the Fed come off of their um, position to crash the markets? The, the quote is, uh, the pivot. When will the pivot come? And of course, we're waiting anxiously for that. But the Fed's not the only one trying to tame the markets and uh, with, with regulation, as a matter of fact, another central bank's trying to do the same thing. I'm going to come back and talk about that and a whole lot more, digging more into the crypto space and some other stuff that's happened, including why 
I like to use the word Bitcoin, not crypto. Um, some stuff that's been going on with there that's going to really show you that, uh, highlight that for you. You're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution, talking about cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, and so much more. I'm going to be back with other banks trying to regulate it and more in a minute, so don't go away. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print, or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. All right, welcome back. If you are just tuning in, you are listening to The Mark Moss Show. And of course, we're talking about the decentralized revolution the world is going through. We're talking about Bitcoin. We're talking about cryptocurrencies. We're talking about the central banks. We're talking about the central banks. We're talking about the central planners trying to centrally plan your life. I don't know how you feel about that. I'd like to find out. Hit me up on uh, in, on social media at one Mark Moss at the number one Mark Moss, and let me know how does it feel to know that you're not in control of your own life. It's being centrally planned by some people you don't know in a land far, far away that haven't taken uh, any of your input or votes into consideration. Because that's exactly what's happening. Uh, arbitrarily increasing the money supply, decreasing the money supply. I was talking about how the Federal Reserve is trying to uh, well. 
they're watching the crypto markets to see what's happening. And they are not the only central planners, I mean, uh, central bankers that are doing that. Uh, and we also saw this week the ECB, of course, not to be un left undone or um, outdone, I should say. That's the European Central Bank. And the European Central Bank head calls for separate framework to regulate crypto lending. Of course, of course, anything we can do for more power and more control, right? So Christine Lagarde introduces a MICA 2 idea, M-I-C-A, to cover issues yet untouched by European regulators. So uh, heaven forbid there's one part of the economy that the European regulators don't have under control. Heaven forbid that. Let's go ahead and get that under control. That's kind of what she's saying here. It says European Central Bank ECB President Christine Lagarde voiced her conviction on the necessity of tighter scrutiny we must have more control, of course, you know, for your safety, right? Think about safety on a spectrum. So a lion, the king of the jungle, right? The lion can is the king. It doesn't have any predators. It can kill basically whatever it wants. It's free. But it's not a it's not a it's not an easy life for the lion. Um, it still has to fight other lions to protect its space. It still, you know, it could uh, get killed by a hunter. It maybe doesn't find any food or water. It starves to death. So it's free, but it's not an easy life. We could take that king of the jungle. We could take that majestic lion, and we could make it safe. We could put it in a zoo. We could lock it into a cage, never let it out of the cage, and just every day slip a little bit of food and water in the bowl. And now that lion is safe but it's not free. And so that's the spectrum that we're on. And so now they want uh, Christine Lagarde, the ECB president, once uh, her, she voiced her conviction on the necessity of tighter scrutiny for your protection. Lagarde expressed her thoughts not only about the looming inflation in Europe and around the globe <laughs> that she caused, uh, but also about the increase. It didn't say that I added that, uh, but also about the increasing activities of crypto asset staking and lending. In Lagarde's opinion, she said that they need major. They need a major regulatory package, known as the Crypto Assets MICA. Now, I will bring it to your attention in case you aren't aware. Um, Lagarde expressed her thoughts not only about the looming inflation, so you did that. You printed all the money. You caused all the inflation. Thanks for that. And now we have to deal with your mistakes, and now you want to control us even harder. Now, I do want to point out that Christine Lagarde, who's here voicing her strong conviction, um, who runs the ECB, the European Central Bank, formerly of the IMF, International Monetary Fund, is a convicted criminal. She is a convicted criminal. Um, and she's running the monetary supply. That affects my life and your life. I didn't vote for her. I don't know why she's not in prison. I'd like to know that answer. But here she is, um, you know, saying that there's a small little part of the market that's not being regulated, and we should step up, and we, we need, in her words, uh, necessity of tighter scrutiny. We need tighter scrutiny. Of course, for your protection, of course. She says, quote, innovations in these unexplored and uncharted territories put consumers at risk. So um, imagine uh, in the United States, you know, moving from the East Coast to the West Coast, moving out West, the wild, wild West, and explorers had to set out um, into, what did she say? Unexplored and uncharted territories put consumers at risk. Yes. When you venture out into unexplored and uncharted territories, yes, you're at risk. Were the sailors leaving Spain to find the new world, charting unregulated or unexplored, uncharted territories, were they at risk? Yes. Were the people going into space to explore uncharted territories, were they at risk? Yes. 
Of course. Of course, when you go into uncharted and explored territories, you're at risk. So what is her solution? These, it's these innovations that cause this. Well, she's on record saying, quote, innovation is a threat to our financial stability. That's what she said. That's her words. Innovation is a threat. Here she says it again. Innovations in these unexplored, uncharted territories put consumers at risk. So what should we do? If I mean, heaven forbid, we can't allow people to take risk. We, it's, it's our job to protect them, right? Well, nowhere does it say that. Um, it's their job to protect private property rights, uh, but not to protect us from risk. And so um, if they want to put us at risk, and the risk is coming from uh, exploring uncharted territories which come from innovation, then does that mean we have to get rid of the innovation? Because that's what her other quote said. Innovation is a threat. She went on to say here, quote, where the lack of regulation is often covering fraud, completely illegitimate claims about valuations, and very often, you know, speculation. Oh, as well as criminal dealings, end quote. So uh, covering fraud as well as criminal dealings. Um, she's the one that's a convicted felon. Well, I don't think she's a felon. She's a convicted criminal. That's different over in Europe. She's a she's the one that's a convicted criminal, not me. Shouldn't she be the one that's regulated? She wants to regulate me. She wants to regulate you from being involved in innovations because those innovations allow you to go to unexplored and uncharted territories, which could put you at risk. Heaven forbid. Because those, those new, brand new things could be potentially covering up fraud and, um, and uh, criminal dealings like she participates in, not me. Don't put that on me. Don't put that on you. And she says it's also often very, uh, very often speculation. So speculation is, uh, most people think of, spe uh, of, of investing, but most investing is, is really speculation. It's buying an asset thinking it's just going to go up in value. Um, so it's, it's gambling. But we're being driven into speculation because they've printed so much money, they pushed yields to zero. I can't make money on my money anymore. My money is losing value so fast, I have to speculate in order just to stay even because if I don't, I lose all my wealth. She created that system by running the IMF and running the ECB. And now she's saying that uh, innovations in the unexplored territories put consumers at risk where they're trying to speculate. We're trying to speculate because you put us in a situation where we have to speculate. It's the only way. It's insane. The, the official made a separate mention of decentralized finance, DeFi, which from her point of view also poses a real risk to financial stability. Yeah, because uh, if we create a brand new way for people to do loans and get money, then they may not need this old, corrupt, incompetent system anymore. Imagine that. Um, I am one that believes that good ideas win because they're better. That's what competition allows. You want to keep the old way? Great. Uh, I may go try this new way. I might find out this new way sucks, and I may never go back to this new way. I may say that this old tried and true way is the best way, but how do we know that unless we're trying new things? But, of course, they don't want that because it poses a real risk to financial stability, she says. A convicted criminal. Anyway, that's my opinion. I'd love to hear what you think. I'm, uh, I, got, I got so much more to cover that you are going to be blown away. We're going to talk more about cryptocurrency and what some of the biggest investors in the space are saying about it, where it's going, and some big, big holes that were explored this week that you need to know about. That and more when I'm back. You're listening to The Mark Moss Show, talking about this decentralized revolution, talking about Bitcoin, talking about cryptocurrencies, and covering the biggest news of the week so you know what is going on. I got a whole lot to cover when I'm back, so don't go away. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. All right, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show, where we talk about the world that is going through this decentralized revolution. Of course, we're looking at the lens of politics, finance, and technology as the pendulum swings from centralization to decentralization and is being led by Bitcoin, a technological revolution that brings us decentralization. And it's never a dull moment in the space. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a new space. Uh, it's over a decade old. It's a dozen years old. Uh, but yet it's still moving so fast. Of course, one of the ways that you look at new technology is not at the price. You look at it through the growth of the network and the development on the network. And it's happening very, very fast. And so it gives us plenty to talk about. Uh, but if we're looking at the price, unfortunately, um, well, fortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, depends on what side you're on. Uh, if you hold a lot of Bitcoin and you're very long, it's unfortunate because the price is down currently right now. If you're looking to add to your Bitcoin position, maybe it's a good thing because it's at historical, um, amazing buying opportunities right now. So depends on which way you look at it. But unfortunately, one of the keys with investing, I don't care if it's real estate or stocks or crypto, whatever, one of the keys is never be a forced seller. 
because you don't want to sell uh, the, the oldest the, the oldest adage in in uh, in uh, investing. If you can just if you can just remember this one tip, you're always going to be okay. All right, this is the secret. The secret to investing is simple. If you can get this one thing right, okay. Do you have a pen? Write this down. Buy low and sell high. So simple, right? So simple. The problem is you don't know when it's low and you don't know when it's high. Uh, you only know when the bottom is in when you're looking backwards on it. And you only know when it's the top when you're looking backwards. Otherwise, you don't know. So we, we know when things are cheap or expensive. We don't know when they're at the bottom or the top. But you never want to be a forced seller because you could be forced to sell at the bottom. But remember, you're supposed to buy at the bottom and then sell at the top, not, not sell at the bottom. But what happens is things go down, you use leverage, um, you could be a forced seller and forced to sell at the bottom, you don't want to do that. And that is exactly what's been happening with some Bitcoin miners. Uh, Bitcoin miners had to sell their entire May harvest report say. So miners, of course, um, part of the reason why Bitcoin mining works so amazingly well is like gold mining, there's a true cost of capital. They have to put out real money in order to mine that. They have to buy the equipment. They have to spend the money in uh, electricity, etc. right? And so there's a real cost. And as the price of Bitcoin has come down, some of the miners aren't making as much money as they were making before. Now, when they're making a lot of money, say they're producing Bitcoin for you know, $13,000, $15,000, but Bitcoin's 40000 well, they, they can sell 30% of their Bitcoin and they could you know, break even. But when the price of Bitcoin's down at 20000 they maybe have to sell all their Bitcoin to break even. And so that is what is uh, causing this to happen. And so he sa it says that Bitcoin miners are um, having to dump their Bitcoin in order to fund their operations. And miners are having to liquidate their Bitcoin holdings. Uh, new data from Arcane Research, shout out to Arcane, uh, shows that public Bitcoin mining firms sold 100% of their production in May compared to the usual 20 to 40%. So typically, like I said, they, they sell 30%, 20 to 40%. That covers their expenses, but they were forced to sell 100%. Now, um, supply and demand, when we have more people selling... Then we have buying that pushes the prices down. So in an environment like we have right now where the crypto market's down, all the markets are down. Uh, the crypto market's down. Um, it's trading very illiquid. There's not a lot of people buying and selling. Um, and then you dump an enormous amount of Bitcoin on the market when there's not a lot of buyers. What's going to happen to the price? Obviously, it goes down. Um, it says in the first four months of 2022, public Bitcoin mining firms sold 30% of their mine production which increased three times in May and is expected to rise even further in June. Now, it is, it is, uh, you do need to note here that public Bitcoin miners only make up about 20% of the total network hash rate. And so, um, but their behavior reflects the sentiments of private miners as well. So um, this is for public miners, only about 20% of the network. We can't, we don't know what everybody's doing. Or there's no way to know. But of course, publicly traded companies are forced to disclose what they're doing. And so we can see what's happening there. It says the decline in the price of Bitcoin has also made many mining machines um, unprofitable, forcing miners to leave the cryptocurrency market. Now, the way that Bitcoin mining works, though, is that unlike gold, so it with gold mining, let's say that the price of gold that's at, I don't know, 1800 an ounce right now, let's say it jumped to 20,000 an ounce. Well, all of a sudden, more people would go out to mine gold. And when more people go to mine gold, there would be more gold would come into the world, right? Come into existence. 
But Bitcoin mining is different. Let's say that the price of Bitcoin jumped to 100,000 or whatever, a million, and everybody wants to go mine it. They want to jump in and start mining Bitcoin. Well, no more Bitcoin comes into the world. The same amount of Bitcoin comes out every single day. The more people there are to mine it, you just have to split the same amount of Bitcoin with more people. Less people mine it, then it goes between less people. So what happens is when you're mining the Bitcoin, your single biggest expense is the electricity, right? You buy the machine, everyone has to pay about the same for the machine. And then I need electricity to run it. That's your single biggest expense. Now, if you want to make more money, you cut your expenses, obviously, right? So in California, where I'm at, in the summer, the top tier of the electric, electric system, our payment, our, our pricing is 40 cents per kilowatt hour, which is insane. In Texas, it could be eight cents. So 40 cents in California, eight cents in Texas. So in Texas, I could be profitable running at eight cents. So some people are running at eight cents. Some people run at five cents. Some people run at four cents, three cents, two cents. So the people that mine at two or three cents make way more money than the people mining at eight cents or 10 cents or 12 cents. Does that make sense? So what happens is when the price starts going, and I think it was at about 15 cents. I didn't look it up today. I probably should have. Uh, but I think it was that you needed about 15 cents per kilowatt hour to break even. So now I don't know where it's at now. Let's say that it dropped down to 10 cents to, to break even. So now everybody that's paying more than 10 cents, and that's a hypothetical number. I didn't look it up. But anybody paying more than 10 cents today would have to shut their equipment off or they could run it at a loss. The beauty is um, that everyone who stays on gets more Bitcoin than they were getting before. So they're getting a bigger chunk. But let's say that it keeps dropping, so then it goes down to $0.08. Cents. Well, now the people at $0.10 cents have to shut off or mine at a loss. So they shut off. Now everybody staying, everybody remaining gets more than they were getting before. And so basically, whoever gets the power for the cheapest or has the biggest pockets to mine in the negative can run the longest. Whoever runs the longest gets an, in a bigger share of the amount of Bitcoin released. So... If you're paying the lowest amount, you can ride this out longer. Or like I said, if you're you know, a publicly traded company or something and you have big war chests of money, you can, you can also go into the red if you want to. Of course, nobody, no business wants to run in the red, in the negative, and, and you shouldn't have to. And so the whole key here is two things for Bitcoin mining. And one, what is the price of power that you're paying? And two, what size of uh, war chest do you have in order to back it up? to mine in the red. Now, as I said, in California, 40 cents a watt, I can't mine. There's no way. Like, I'm not even close. I'm, I'm, not, I'm never profitable from day one, but if I'm in Texas and I'm paying eight cents, maybe I can be. You're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution. We're talking about Bitcoin. We're talking about the cryptocurrency space. We're looking at the, at the world through the lens of politics, finance, and technology, trying to make sense out of what is going on in a world with out-of-control central bankers who are hell-bent on uh, creating booms and creating busts, never mind who's getting caught in their wake. I got a whole lot more to cover when I get back, so don't go away. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. All right, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution that the world is going through right now. Of course, we're looking at it through the lens of politics, technology, and finance, which to me intersects right at Bitcoin. Of course, we're looking at Bitcoin. We're looking at cryptocurrencies. We've been talking a lot about the Fed, you know, the central bankers, the Central Bank of Europe, the ECB, Central Bank of the United States, the Fed. Of course, anybody that's ever heard of Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies would probably say right off the bat, like, well, there's no way the central bankers would ever allow that to happen because they don't want to give up control over the money. But that's the very reason why it has to succeed. We don't want, we don't need, we can't take any more central control over the money supply for them to increase it and decrease it at will. And so we look at the way that Bitcoin is growing, both in the network and the development that's happening on the network. And we look at Bitcoin differently than cryptocurrency because Bitcoin is decentralized. That's the real revolution here. Every 50 years, approximately 40 to 60 years, is a technological revolution. That's something that, that changes the course of humanity and it drives financial markets. Not new technologies, but technological revolutions. And that's what Bitcoin is. It's a decentralized revolution that's changing the world. Uh, contrast that to cryptocurrencies that are neither crypto nor are they decentralized, like Solana, for example. Now, Solana, hang on before you hate me. Let's just take a look at what Solana is. So um, a lot of people made a lot of money in Solana. They bought it for when it was really cheap, and they wrote it all the way back up. And they made a lot of money. And so they may hear me saying something like this and go, what are, what are you saying? Like, I've done so well with Solana. Look how much money I made with Solana. 
And I'm not saying it wasn't a good way to increase your U.S. dollars. So I'm certainly not saying that. Um, but we've seen Solana peak at, uh, where was it, uh, $258 per SOL. And today it's sitting at 34 It's a pretty big drop from uh, 258 to, th to 34 As a matter of fact, if I pull that up, I don't know. I didn't calculate that ahead of time, what type of a drop that is. Let's see here if I can do that on the fly while you're hanging out with me. SOL, here we go. USD, boom, there we go. Oh, this is, doesn't look good. Let's measure it out. So if we go to the top right here, that was in November, by the way. Here we are, 90.1, um, 90% down from its peak. But it's not about uh, how much you made or lost. It's more about this cryptocurrency and is it really decentralized. So um, the big differentiator between Bitcoin and crypto is the consensus mechanism. So Bitcoin uses something known as proof of work where you have to buy these miners, you have to put them in the network, and you have to buy electricity to put in work. You have an economic incentive to be a good actor in the network. Um, unlike most cryptocurrency, including Solana, it uses something called proof of stake or POS, which is a, another acronym, which you know what I mean, and I'm not going to say it. Now, um, Solana doesn't really, most people think it's decentralized, like it's, it's cryptocurrency, it's blockchain, and they don't really think about this. It's not decentralized. It's being centrally controlled. Now, you can just do a Google search, because you probably don't believe me, um, and just look at how many times Solana has been shut down. Probably in the last 12 months, I think they've shut it down two or three times. Who, who, who shut it down? Who decided it should be shut down? How do you shut something down that's decentralized? Nobody can shut Bitcoin down. Nobody ever has. It's never been shut down. So who did it? Who decided, and how did they do that? And that's just the tip of the iceberg. This week, we saw Solana DeFi platform votes to control a well account in bid to avoid liquidation chaos. So I've been talking about the last couple of weeks, all these liquidations that are happening um, with um, uh, started with uh, Terra Luna. And then it's been spread into Celsius. And now it's uh, going into, you know, all these other platforms. Um, and through the DeFi space, we're seeing massive liquidations happen. And with Solana, somebody was using a DeFi, which is decentralized finance. Remember, nobody's supposed to be able to control it. The, the, the revolution is decentralization, which means nobody can control it, right? I don't want uh, Jerome Powell and a couple guys deciding what to do with the dollar. I don't want anyone. I don't want to take it from him and give it to someone else. I want nobody to have any control over it. So it's always the same instead of being manipulated, right? And so that's the that's. That's the revolution, decentralization. Solana isn't decentralized, so what is it? Well, it's this DeFi platform. What's DeFi? Decentralized finance. So the goal is, is that, well, we have this decentralized finance that nobody can control, right? So um, there's no permission. I can use it as I see fit, right? But unfortunately, it's not really decentralized. It's not much finance either for that matter. And so what happens is all these people are using these decentralized finance protocols to earn yield. They're staking and they're taking out and they're wrapping it and they're restaking it and all these different things. But what we've been finding out over the last couple of weeks is none of these are decentralized and these companies are are pulling their stakes and, and, um, and liquidating them. Now, in this case with Solana... Solana uses, back to what I was saying, a proof of stake, not proof of work. Now, what proof of work means, as I already explained that, but 
I can have way more Bitcoin than you, but I have no more say in the network than you do because nobody has any say in the network because the network doesn't change, which is what you want with your money. Proof of stake, what that means is whoever, you, it, it means you take your tokens and you stake them, you lock them up in like a contract. And uh, whoever has the most tokens staked gets the most votes. The votes for what? Well, the votes for whatever they want. Now, I don't like that. I want to be in a system that doesn't change. So let me explain to you what happened here. So in this, the users of Solana-based borrowing and lending services, Solend, voted Sunday to force a takeover of the protocol's largest account. <laughs> Should I repeat that? Users of Solana voted Sunday to take over one of the protocol users' account, the largest account. That's democracy. This is going to come uh, controversial. I want to throw one right past you. You may not like it, but I'm just going to throw it out there. And if you don't like it, you can send it right back. It's a line from uh, Anchorman. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, look, democracy is rule of the minority of the majority. So um, there's 10 of us sitting around, and nine of us get together and say, we think that you should just give us all your money. You know what? You, you, you make too much. You don't really need that. The nine of us have, uh, have all agreed that you should just give us everything. That's democracy, and that's what proof of stake is. And so the users of Solana got together and voted. I'm going to read it again. To force a takeover of the protocol's largest account. So they voted collectively that this large account that had about $20 million should be taken over and liquidated. Kind of sounds like the system that we have today, sort of like the Federal Reserve, where they just change the rules arbitrarily, and they could just take over anybody's account, they could freeze accounts, or they could seize accounts at will. Sort of sounds like that. Where's the revolution in that? The revolution is having a fixed set of rules that can't be changed, can't be manipulated, and I don't have to worry about the majority voting against me to steal all my money, which is exactly what happened. It says the unprecedented governance vote Solind's first will grant Solind Labs, quote, emergency powers, like everything else, to liquidate the Wells assets, about $20 million in Sol, $20 million worth of Sol. Solon governance token holders who participated voted yes with a 97.5% of the vote. Who is in agreement that uh, so-and-so should give us all their money? Yay, we're all for it. Right? Who's going to vote to take less money, right? We're always going to vote to get more money. But that's the very problem. There's no revolution. That's the system that we have today. Now, look, if you made a bunch of money in Solana, great. I'm glad for you. Happy. It was a great investment. And there's lots of penny stocks you can make a lot of money in as well. But it's a, it's a difference between the revolution that's happening with true decentralization and what I call the decentralized revolution. Bitcoin is decentralized. There's no one to vote to steal my money. So I like to keep my money there. But what do you think? Let me know. You listen to the Mark Moss Show talking about the decentralized revolution, Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, and more. That's what I got for you today. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for for complete terms.